Aloha kako, onohialani ko'inoa. Welcome to the Indigenous Mathematician series. Indigenous Mathematicians was created to bring all Indigenous mathematicians together for the purpose of representation for those Indigenous kids looking into the field of mathematics or STEM. In today's interview, we have Rowena Ball. Rowena Ball is of Aboriginal and Irish descent. She is a research mathematician at the Australian National University and is active in researching Indigenous science and mathematics and in STEM outreach with Indigenous students at remote schools and on-campus summer schools. Welcome, Rowena. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, can you tell us a little bit more about your Aboriginal um, background? Yes, yeah, so um, I'm speaking to you today from the lands of the Ngunnawal people here in Canberra. I have uh, connections uh, with, I have ancestral connections in Kutant and Kukaj country and in northwestern Queensland. So that's about uh, 3,000 kilometres from where I sit now. Oh, right. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. So uh, I was I was born in uh, regional New South Wales, but uh, my mother came down from Queensland, and her mother was an Indigenous woman from North Queensland, and uh, I have uh, very very uh, dim memories of her as a young child. And so maybe we can jump into the first question, which is who are the ancestors that you are grateful for? Well, when you think about it, we're all connected in history. So my people's knowledge is derived from my ancestors. Your knowledge came from your ancestors. And, and at some point in time and space, we had common ancestors. I really like that. But I'm, I'm, I'm particularly grateful to the ancestors who recorded, transmitted and translated knowledge for, young, for the younger generations to use and build on, orally or, or by song, dance or, or via manuscripts. And, and, and many of them, particularly the women, kept important knowledge alive under difficult circumstances, despite the efforts of invaders and, and colonialists and, and land grabbers to destroy it, and despite the efforts, the earlier efforts of organisations such as the Inquisition in Europe and its spies to censor and silence whatever they called heretical knowledge, which was almost everything except the Bible. Right. Does that include math and science? Absolutely, it does. So, <laughs> so uh, our people went to great efforts to preserve mathematical and scientific knowledge under very difficult circumstances. And I believe that much of that is alive, much Indigenous STEM knowledge is alive today thanks to our ancestors. Wow, that's really cool. 
to think of it like like that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so how did you get into math? What was your journey? Well, my career in in maths and science didn't follow the the linear path of like school, university, first job, promotion, etc. But I was I was always interested in maths as a child. And as a child I was I was bullied at school and at home for being good at schoolwork and at maths in particular. So I come from a, a disadvantaged socioeconomic background and unfortunately there was little understanding of the benefits of education. And I amongst your peers. I responded by developing a very in your face, up yours attitude. So I so that I I did even better at school. And eventually the bullies just dropped off. And later on I studied at university at nights and on weekends by distance education because I had to work to support a young family and and look after elders and extended family, as a lot of us have to. But I chose science and maths because the scientific and mathematical way of describing the world made beautiful sense to me. And in in my research career as an applied mathematician, I I've been really privileged to 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 work and publish with scientists from many different disciplines and cultures. And I think that is the great appeal of applied mathematics and 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 why many of us enter the field. Can you tell us more about what that research is and maybe the outcomes of it? So I've worked with uh, I've worked with physicists on on modeling uh, magnetic fusion plasma physics. I've worked with um, engine, engineers. With, I've, I've worked with chemical engineers on combustion and explosion problems. So in general, I've worked on complex dynamical systems. So, so com- modeling complex systems that change over time and space. And complex systems, the mathematics of indigenous mathematics is the mathematics of complex systems. So our people, over 65,000 years of continuous, have continuous culture here in Australia, our people knew a thing about managing a complex landscape and waterways in a complex climatic environment. So so modelling and predicting those outcomes are a great strength of Indigenous mathematics. Yeah, I've been to Australia and the landscape is very uh, hard to live in. (laughs) If you're not like on the like, pretty coast waters. <laughs> so 
So that the the um the science and maths that was developed to manage uh living in such a complex land and difficult and often difficult landscape is really interesting and I'll have a little bit more to say about that um perhaps okay. later in our talk. Okay, great. Well, then let's uh, continue to the, the next question, which is, is math scary? Um, so you told us how you, um, you know, basically the more people uh, were against you um, being into math, the more it drove you to get better at it, sounds like. Uh, which I love. It just means, you know. You just take every the outside and and use it to your advantage. The outside negative, and you you add it, use it as a positive. Which something, you know, in in general we can learn from. <laughs> um, but what do you um, you know see for future generations, and why is math important? Well, well, you mentioned the word scary and. And uh, non-mathematical people, I think, do sometimes perceive maths as scary. But but maths is scary only in the sense that, like a, a mystery gift, might give you a delightful frisson of anticipation. And and I think one of the characteristic of characteristics of maths across all cultures is that. No one else except a learned elite can decipher it. So, so lay people are naturally a little bit in awe of it. But maths has been used by all civilizations to define and illustrate and predict the organization of the universe and societies. I've got this, I've got a working hypothesis. And it goes like this. Doing maths and mathematical thinking are universal human imperatives across all societies and cultures, as natural and intrinsic to our humanity as doing art is, and probably as ancient. That ultimately is why maths is important. It's just part of our humanity. And in my maths outreach work with Aboriginal school students, I find they are natural mathematicians. So they are good at pattern and shape and abstract symbol recognition, classification, they can classify things. And a lot of maths is a classification science. Data, they collect and sort data about their world, storytelling, good maths tells a good story because that, I mentioned deciphering it, that is the key to deciphering it and our kids love stories and all these things are really important mathematical skills. There, There is this entirely false notion of indigenous mathematical inadequacy and that has been curiously persistent. I don't find that so at all. It's an old lie 
that has no substance and has been used to embed and perpetuate racism in our institutions. So I see future generations, you mentioned future generations, I, I see future generations of Indigenous mathematicians creating a new confluence at the interface of Indigenous and non-Indigenous mathematics with really exciting new research opportunities. There's the, the, the method of, of doing math, right, in an Indigenous way, in a Western way. And what you said is that Indigenous Gener future generations are going to be doing both, and that there's um, research opportunity. Where would the research opportunity be? In how it's the same, or how they can both um, in be interactive, I guess. Is that where you're leading? We have to wonder what opportunities were lost in science and mathematics by colonisation and, and the attempted silencing and destruction of Indigenous knowledge. So, I see. So, have reason to believe that we have this enormous revival underway as we speak here in Australia. We have this, this fantastic revival in the Indigenous science Sciences, and it's partly driven by the challenges that we're facing here in Australia, the challenges of catastrophic bushfires, destructive bushfires, and floods, and climate change. And the traditional sciences have so far either not only been able to offer anything much, in the face of those challenges, or have actually made them worse, have actually adopted um, ways of destructive ways of land management and, and waterways management, so wetlands clearance and destruction of patterns of drainage and so on. But have actually, actually made actually made these extreme events. Right, that makes sense. So okay. I can see this happening right now and, and, and this, this uh, marvellous new opportunities with the, with the with in, Indigenous sciences and mathematics, with new, new technologies such as satellite technologies and drone technologies to create these fantastic new opportunities. Mm. Especially with our young people coming through. Right. Um, so, what what do you, what is indigenous science? I, I feel like you've already defined it. Well, there's a lot. Um. To say. I'm, I'm, <laughs> and and I in this thing, I published a paper called "STEM yeah. Science Belongs to Us" mob too. So, so in Australia. Um, for the last 20 years, we've we've had this federal government policy called close the gap, closing the gaps. So closing the gaps between white Australian um, expectations and in, and indigenous expectations. So in terms of, of of things like closing the gap in health, 
and closing the gap of employment and education. So that's 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 the name of the paper. Um, I developed the idea of, of, of that that stem the gap is important too. Science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Science belongs to us more too. So in that paper, I argue, giving examples that that what people think of as Western science actually evolved and and continues to evolve from this whole melange of influences from different traditions and cultures around the world, including indigenous cultures. So, so the whole scientific method, the, the ongoing process of theory, observation, experiment, and then refinement of the theory, that, that came, that comes from the accumulation of knowledge from many cultures. In our own indigenous sciences, for example, there always were specialists. A famous Australian scientist from the early 20th century, David Uniathan, wrote about specialised sciences of First Nation people. And, and one of these, for example, was meteorology. It was always important to be able to predict the weather. It's important now, and it always was. Our knowledge and study of the atmosphere, animal movements and seasonal and climate cycles. And, and that cannot be done by just anyone and everyone. You need specialists who study for years and who in their turn train aspiring students. And that always was, and that still is the case, of course. Now, in that case, I asked that question, I think I posed it just earlier. What is Australian First Nation science and expertise had been allowed to continue to modernise along with all others, all the other science? What benefits to society would have ensued that were suppressed by the disruption and destruction wrought by colonialism? So I've just I said before that the Indigenous sciences are increasingly being recognised, not just in Australia, but I see it worldwide, as a precious resource to be advanced and empowered as part of scientific solutions to, to the global challenges. While you're speaking, I was like imagining, you know, Westerners coming and learning things from indigenous people and then taking it back and then indigenous people continuing to increase their knowledge of um you know weather patterns and whatnot and but the westerner never coming back to like get an update on what what was happening <laughs> and now there's there's a gap um between what um you know, was learning and what between the two different uh, ways of thinking, I guess. Uh, and now there's an opportunity, like you said, to do, do research on um, I think so. on what indigenous people are have learned from their that initial point in time. I, that would be yeah. So, I think so. Yes, very very much so. So um, we need 
Indigenous scientists and Indigenous students of science and mathematics and engineering to grasp those opportunities, to, to, to take that knowledge that's come through to us from our ancestors and to take the best that Western science has to offer and create new science at the interface and advance advance them forward together. So, so old European-based science is pale, stale and male. Well, another thing I'd like to just mention briefly is that as part of the research I did for I did a bibliometric survey. I, I asked myself not only who did the science historically, but who is actually doing this so-called Western science right now. So I did a bibliometric survey. I studied who is actually producing the science in the US, and I found out that most published science, so science in peer-reviewed, the highest-ranked peer-reviewed scientific journals, most of the science is actually done by non-Western, non-white students and postdocs. So I'm just throwing that in. So not only, not only is it, not only is science not white, Western in origin, it's not even being done now by white European origin Westerners. It seems like the ones doing the publications are more comfortable with that field. Yeah. That's interesting. So are there any projects you would like us to know about? I, I would, and as time, as this year, um, as this year, the coming year unfolds, I'll have a lot more to say about it. So I'm, I'm currently working on a project to elucidate an indigenous analogue of the Fourier transform. So this is a space to be to be watched, and just briefly, briefly, the Fourier transform was supposedly invented by a French mathematician in 1822, and it's been called the most useful, and it probably is the most useful piece of mathematics by all, of all time. So it's it's absolutely fundamental to. No. Fourier, F-O-U-R-I-E-R. Yes, Fourier. For, for transform. Yeah, Joseph. Yeah. 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 And. And there's a there's well there's a there's a lot of so so it was supposedly admitted by Fourier in 1822, and fundamental to almost all technologies it, that we use today. And. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples, so First Nations peoples in Australia, 
used mathematical transforms too and developed the, these methods to a high degree of expertise. And I provisionally call them songlines transforms. So that it's quite a it's quite an amazing story, and it's one that I'm going to tell maybe maybe uh, maybe I'll have the opportunity to tell it tell it in another podcast because it will take some some time. Yeah, we're here. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Well, it, it's it now seems highly likely that that this idea occurred earlier in Indigenous societies using different codes and media. But ah, okay, in sound wave form then to code within sound. Uh, uh, well, the Fourier transform is, is, is just indispensable in almost all engineering and science, and science. So it's used in finance, share trading, the social sciences, for data interpretation in almost every field. And it will remain so for the foreseeable future. And yes, mm. signal analysis, I mean, just it's just everything. And it involves a transformation between domains. So between frequency, between time and frequency, the time and frequency domain, or spatial and wave number domain. But mm-hmm. but when I started looking at this, so so it's indispensable in a lot of the maths I do. But when I started looking at the story, so I said before that the stories are important in mathematics. So I looked behind the algebra and looked at the stories. I find that transformations between domains, most often from earth to sky and sometimes to the underworld, are embedded in histories and oral stories all over the world. From the seven sisters of the southern night sky to the resurrection. And they always served a practical purpose. Whatever their form of expression, those transforms were a way of recording, safekeeping and transmitting complex knowledge and data. And, and by Fourier's time, so by the late 18th and early 19th century in Europe, that transform meme was already embedded culturally in European culture as well. And there was increasing awareness of its power and potential among the educated elites of the Enlightenment. And and so by that time, European mathematics was, was already codifying the concept in the language of algebra and complex analysis. But like I said... Hmm. This occurred earlier. It seems this occurred earlier in Indigenous societies and and the codes were different and the media were different. But the Indigenous elders who developed the songlines transform derived their ideas from others before them. Fourier travelled widely 
and the people he spoke to also travelled widely, Fourier developed his ideas from others before him. There are always antecedents of knowledge. And at some point in human history, those others were the same people. Right. Well, we are definitely here to hear about what happens after you're done with that project. That sounds amazing. And I'd love to learn more. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay, so, um, you know, moving on to the next question. Uh, what advice do you have for aspiring mathematicians, indigenous mathematicians? I mean, I don't really like to offer unsolicited advice, but I'll just, I mean, I would just say, well, I'm here. But I, I would say, don't give up. I think a lot of people give up on mathematics. And I would say, don't give up. Keep going because your hard work and creativity, so maths is just as creative as art. Your hard work and creativity will be recognised and rewarded. I can promise you that. And there's a lot of help along the way. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Ask me. Like I said, I'm here. Thank you, Rowena. That was perfect. Thank you. If you want to find out more about us, you can find us on our website at nativestories.org. Find us on our Instagram and Facebook at Our Native Stories, and you can uh, download our mobile app on the Apple Store or Google Play. Mahalo, mahui ho. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much. Oh, yeah, it's been great talking to you. Bye.